Welcome to TSC Pods, the official podcast of the Taipei School of Economics and Political Science. Today, let's log into the world of AI and understand the trend that is taking the world bite by bite. I'm Kurt Abalos, and join me in today's episode with your cup of coffee as we engage in an enlightening conversation with some of the brightest minds in the field of political science and economics. In its first installment of Artificial Intelligence, this 15-minute episode will give you, our audience, a crash course into what AI is and its impact on today's economy. Without further delay, let's jump in. So, when it comes to artificial intelligence, uh, we tend to always think the most extreme case. Uh, Terminator, for example, evil robots uprising. Um, in Star Wars, we can see these as droids. Um, in Star Trek, I guess, I'm sorry, I'm not a fan of Star Trek, but in Star Trek, there are some AI examples there too. But if we could break down what actual artificial intelligence is, we can use the exact words it already has. If we look at artificial, it means man-made or something unnatural. And uh, intelligence means the capacity to comprehend and act accordingly, what human beings can do. So in a sense, AI is basically a man-made uh, copy of what people can do. Uh, so nowadays um, on the news, we can hear, uh, we hear different updates of like chat GPT, um, facial recognitions, actual robot helpers, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, uh, it has become evident that AI has extremely uh, progressed from what it once was, which was in the 50s, a simple computer, which took up a whole room just, for, uh, just to hold into a computer. And nowadays, we hear AI as a tool that helps us in our daily activities. I guess nowadays, people often use um, Siri, or uh, virtual email assistant, uh, virtual assistants. So in everyday life, uh, AI is a tool for us. So um, just to be clear on what actual AI is, Ed Burns of Tech Target would call it a simulation of human intelligence via machines, such as a computer. Examples of these include uh, natural, process, natural language processing, speech recognition, machine vision, and expert systems. Uh, AI usually uses these um, algorithms or patterns to analyze data uh, given by people that allow them to compute a prediction or a probability that will happen in the future. Some cognitive skills uh, of AI can include learning, reasoning, self-correction, and even creativity at some points, especially with um, artificial, uh, artificial uh, images that people like to do. Nowadays, um, so in, if we dive dive in deeper, machine learning of a, uh, AI machine learning uses or predicts future outcomes from inputs given by people. Machine vision, on the other hand, are machines that are able to comprehend or understand pictures and associate them with different words. Um, natural language processing includes though um, include allows AI or mimics the ability to read, 
uh, large amounts of texts. And deep learning, uh, which is the current trend, uh, uses an artificial neural network that constantly receives data uh, to comprehend uh, the world around it. McKinsey and Company would call AI a, an ability to, uh, AI is a machine's ability to perform the cognitive functions we associate with human minds, such as persevering, uh, sorry, perceiving, reasoning, learning, interacting with the environment, problem solving, and even exercising creativity. Alisa Schrower of Built-In would call AI machines capable of performing tasks that require human intelligence. They learn, they learn to do so by processing amounts of data, looking for patterns to model their own decision-making from. Uh, some AI systems are designed to learn without supervision, and there are those that still need supervision. This division comes with the idea of strong AI versus weak AI. Strong AI are usually those modern types of artificial intelligence that don't really or need little human supervision to do the tasks that they need that are that they are required to do. While weak AI is a very limited and still um, human reliant AI system, wherein it merely is just a, a tool for uh, a tool that can do limited, um, limited uh, jobs. So if we could summarize, a lot of the literature and other existing literature on everywhere else would, would say that AI is a copy or a mimicry of what actual intelligence or human intelligence is. Um, as we can see, it's a, the ability to perform that we the ability to perform functions that we associate with human minds. Um, it is a simulation of human intelligence, and it is the capability of performing tasks that require human intelligence. So, in essence, artificial intelligence is not something sentient. It is not something autonomous. It is simply. Um, the machine being able to copy what, hu what regular humans do every day. So given that um, concept of the idea of what AI is, let's look at its implication. Ed Burns, also from TechTarget, would note um, AI's success in the healthcare system, wherein it is able to give quick diagnosis based on a patient's information. So it is important to note that AI doesn't predict uh, one's health out of thin air. It has, it has a lot to do with um, what it's been given. And if the trend, it calculates the trend from what the data says, it can only give you the, prob the probability of what can happen next rather than a complete guarantee. So in a sense, that is what AI can be in healthcare, uh, in healthcare systems. For businesses, it can be used for customer relations. For education, it can help tailor um, learning plans to different students' ability to learn or their learning styles. For finance, um, AI can give recommendations 
based on your in financial information and what is the best opportunity for you, as well as um, the trends of a fiscal uh, of, of finances of different organizations, and even for law, AI can assist in analyzing legal records. Uh, that is a very text-heavy profession. Um, for manufacturing, it can help manage and schedule the workflow of workers, as well as the delivery schedules of different goods in warehouses. Um, Soften GI would also point at AI's uh, capability, capability to do quality assurance testing, service management, and even process automation. Tyler Weitzman of Forbes uh, sees AI automate routine tasks that are usually menial in nature, uh, expanding the decision-making process to allow big data to be analyzed and to give more insight for decision for the real decision makers to actually choose what uh, what path to go down. Uh, they optimize productivity by assisting workers in their tasks. And they help with the recruitment and talent sourcing of human resources. And they even adopt a customer-centric approach, wherein customers give uh, their preferences to AI, wherein the AI would tailor their experience, the customer's experience, to their own preference. Um, Forbes also notes top beneficiaries of AI nowadays would be logistics, cybersecurity, healthcare, enterprise security, research and development, financial services, information security, advertising, e-commerce, manufacturing, public transport, media and entertainment, and other industries with automatable tasks. So in essence, we can say that AI is an assistant, is a supplementary tool that helps us do our, that helps us do our tasks more efficiently. Um, but for the final, for the final, uh, for the most part, AI uh, may have been a recently popular word, but it is important to remember it has been with us since the last century with the advent of the computer. Decades on, people have built on the simple and single use of computers to analyze and maximize the potential of big data in our daily lives. AI has helped us make better decisions and has made our lives easier and more convenient. But we need to stress that AI is like any other tool and in that it is useless without the actual person uh, or the human element in it. And it is also important that like a tool, AI can be used for good and for um, nefarious purposes. It has the ability to, create, to aid and create in productivity, and it also has the ability to destroy. Hence, the need for regulations and guidelines when developing and using this new type of technology. So as we are in this new industrial revolution with the advent of AI, uh, we can see or there are great potential there is great potential for AI to maximize human efficiency and productivity. But it is also important to note that it is not only the use for good, but it can also be used for evil. 
Now that we have a basic understanding of what AI is and what it can do, our next installment will focus on the reaction of the international world, from countries to global organizations, as well as what we can expect in the future, given the current trend of AI. Next time, we will be joined by Dr. Yves Tibergine, one of the teaching faculty members here at TSE. Thanks again for your time, and we look forward to you tuning in to our second episode on AI. Again, this is Kurt Abalos of TSE Pods. See you next time with your cup of coffee.